0: 90 plus percent of the time we're playing as individuals and we don't have too many team events the atp was bold to create their own event i like that it's owned by players and i like that we have ranking points it's the best way to kickstart the season it's going to be a great success All year competing for ourselves. Team events are special in tennis. Oh, wow. It's always an honor to play for a country.
1: It's George, you're on big stuff. The team comes first and I come second.
0: I think the ATP Cup is going to be one of the most exciting events of the year. Was a bullet. There's something new coming to the world of tennis. The world's greatest players. 24 countries, 10 days, three cities. This is the ATP Cup. This,
1: this, 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 this is for the love of country. Let's go, Team Switzerland. Vamos, España.
0: yesterday. Allez, la France. Serbia. There's
2: some of the world's greatest players talking about the all new ATP Cup. And in Sydney earlier today, the draw was made with the assistance of Pat Rafter, Leighton Hewitt, John Newcomb, and Ken Rosewall at the iconic Sydney Opera House. Hi, I'm Peter Mccardo, and this is a special ATP Tennis Radio podcast and I'm looking forward to welcoming you to Australia and the all-new ATP Cup which will get underway in January just ahead of the Australian Open. In just a few moments, we'll look at the countries, the groups and talk about the three host cities being Sydney, Brisbane and Perth. But first, let's learn a little more about this historic event from another Aussie great, Todd Woodbridge.
3: In 2020, in Australia, there's something new coming to the world of tennis. Something loud, fresh, and exciting. A season-launching team event. The world's greatest players, the world's top countries, serving up the world's best tennis. 10 days across three cities, the ATP Cup. Going all in for more than ATP ranking points, more than prize money, They'll be playing for the love of country. Playing as a team, representing their nation, leaving everything on the court. So how does it work? Countries qualify based on the ranking of their number one player who will choose their team captain as well. 24 teams with a maximum of five players and no less than three. Six groups of four nations, two groups per city, each contest consisting of two singles and a doubles match. The nation that wins two matches wins the tie. Every team is guaranteed to play three ties during the group stages. After that, it's the final eight knockout stages in Sydney quarterfinals, semi finals, and then the championship match.
2: So there you have it, Todd Woodbridge making it simple again. That's how it's all going to work. Now at the draw ceremony today, the first 19 of 24 teams were drawn from three categories into the six groups. You'll notice Great Britain has qualified. Now that's as a result of Andy Murray's protected ranking. They're entered into the 13 to 18 grouping alongside South Africa, Georgia, Canada, the USA and Argentina. In the seven to 12 section, which was drawn second, you had France, Japan, Belgium, Italy, Croatia and Greece and the top seedings which went first went to Serbia, Spain, Switzerland, Russia, Austria and Germany and Australia secured a wildcard spot and was drawn randomly into one of the groups. So let's start in Sydney where the draw took place and the Ken Rosewall Arena will get to host Austria Croatia and Argentina in Group E, and Great Britain, Belgium and Switzerland in Group C, with a certain Mr Federer flying his country's flag.
1: Um, I'm very proud Swiss, you know, um, growing up in a country that's very diverse and has four national languages um, that is tiny, you know, compared to other big countries around the world. Um, I think has been a blessing for me. Um, I think um, It's one of the best countries in the world, one of the most prettiest countries in the world as well. So for me to come back to Switzerland, you know, after all my travels, it's like a, I don't know, it's like uh, beyond anything. It's such a wonderful place to live in. Um, The people are incredibly friendly and helpful. Um, So I'm very proud to be Swiss and I I love living there. Yeah, I mean, I think the Swiss, uh, they really love their sports. Um, You know, they might be a little bit less... uh, crazy or showing craziness uh, about certain athletes or clubs, like maybe in, uh, in Latin countries or other places. But uh, at the end of the day, um, we love our sports, winter sports, summer sports. There is a national sports that they really um, have been very supportive of. Um, you know, the original mindset in Switzerland is, of course, education always goes first. And it was the same that my parents also um, taught me. But I do believe it's starting to happen more and more that people actually do believe that also sports can be a a future and a career and a path and uh, I hope through what I do on a tennis court and I show them maybe also I lead the way a little bit um, that's also going to be helpful for a next generation of uh, superstar athletes from Switzerland.
2: Roger Federer speaking passionately about his country and passion for the country is certainly something our next three guests know something about. Shortly we'll hear from the great Leighton Hewitt and Tennis Australia CEO Craig Tiley but first the man whose name is on the arena the players will be playing in Ken
3: Rosewall. I was going to bring more people to the tennis in Sydney, and uh, we're looking forward to that with a uh, new facility with a roof on the court at the Rosewall Arena. So uh, we think it'll be very successful.
4: Yep. In all the conversations we've had uh, with the players, they've from the beginning this is their event. We're in partnership with the ATP on this event, and they want to play it. They want to make it work. There's a lot at stake. There's over 15 million US dollars in prize money. Uh, there's uh, 750 points so that's up there amongst the highest of, of all the events in tennis so there's a lot at stake and but also it's the launch of the season they want to test out where they're at and and they're playing for their country and with their mates and i think that's what's a special experience uh for them and, and then also for those for all our fans that are going to see some great tennis you can't you can not really go wrong with the players that have signed up 10 of the top 10 27 of the top 30 pretty much all the top 100 players and and I, you know, I think the matchups are going to be good. It's a great event uh, at the start of the year, only a couple of weeks out from the first major of the year. So they know they're going to get high-quality tennis um, in three fantastic cities with great stadiums as well, in the same conditions before the first Grand Slam in Melbourne. I think the doubles are going to be awfully important. I think you're going to have to have a really strong doubles team and a good connection between those two players that play the doubles matches. Um, in this format, one against one and then two against two in the singles, uh, a lot of matches are going to come down to that do or die doubles match to get through. And uh, Yeah, I know in Australia we've got some good doubles options with the team that will be uh, presented there as well. So I think that's going to hold them in good stead.
2: So exciting times coming up in Sydney in January next year. A totally revamped Ken Rosewall Arena and uh, that city will see the finals of the ATP Cup.
1: You're listening to the ATP Tennis Radio Podcast.
2: In Brisbane, the world's number one player leads Serbia's charge in Group A at the Pat Rafter Arena.
3: No mortal may approach this level. It's tennis nearer the gods.
2: Utterly dominant performance from Djokovic. ATP Cup. I'm in. Djokovic and co. will take on France and South Africa, along with the still-to-be-determined fourth team. The other group in Brisbane is complete, however, with wildcards Australia taking up the final spot in Group F alongside Germany, Greece and Canada. Home favourites Alex Diminar and Nick Kyrgios looking to do their country proud.
3: Australia's got such a rich history in, in tennis and it's amazing growing up and, and watching all all these legends of the game. One of the best things is uh, looking to your bench and seeing your captain, seeing uh, the people who, who are rooting for you and just those Aussie fans. I mean, everything to do with representing your country has been... Uh, Amazing to to watch as a kid, and and for me, there's, there's no greater honor uh, to represent the green and gold, and to just uh, give everything you have for for your country.
1: Super surreal to have the ATP Cup, I think, going now. Um, to share the court with some of my closest friends that I've grown up with, Jordan Thompson, for instance. But you know, I've grown up these, with these guys since I was about seven and eight. We played the same tournament so. To be a part of a team event like that, going up against the top players in the world for their countries, it's a special moment. Um, I think the te- I think the sport of tennis definitely needs more of a team environment type of feel, and I think this is going to be super exciting. Always awesome to have the opportunity to play for Australia as well. Um, you know, we've had so many champions before. Um, you know I, th- I feel like we've got to kind of following their footsteps but you know hopefully we can we can do some damage that to, to pick up
2: some great current players for australia now some former legends john fitzgerald who won the career doubles grand slam and wally Masur, who reached the australian open semi-finals in the singles in 1987 they were in brisbane when the draw was taking place
4: australia's got a strong team if you look at how this concept works you know top singles player but backed up by you need a really strong second singles player and you need a doubles win as well in the mix so Australia looks like they've got a really good opportunity to do well in an event like this. We've got Ash Barty, a Queenslander, playing
1: in Brisbane along in the women's event alongside this event. Um, what an exciting time. Phenomenal draw, world number one Novak Djokovic. The Australians of course, I mean what a massive wild card opportunity for Brisbane but if you consider it as an individual sport you always rely on other people. I mean, you practise with other people, you train, you travel, you play doubles with other people. So there's always a camaraderie on tour. And quite often, of course, your teammates are people that you've grown up playing tennis with. Quite often you were competing against them in the juniors. So there's a real context and a shared history. And then the fact that you get to represent your country. That doesn't happen so often in tennis. Of course, the Olympics is a new addition, Um, Well, a more recent addition, of course. And this is going to be a huge for our players. And I think the fact that they're playing at home for their country is going to make a big difference to Australia. On iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and ATPTour.com, this is the ATP Tennis Radio Podcast.
2: Over to the third host city now, Perth, and the RAC Arena will get to host two of the most informed players on the planet this year. Rafael Nadal's Spain heads Group B, which also contains Japan and Georgia. While in Group D, Italy and the USA will have to compete with Daniel Medvedev's Russia.
0: I think ATP Cup is a great idea, just being there in the beginning of the year with, uh, with your friends from your country, playing for your country, trying to win it is uh, already a big thing in tennis. Uh, for sure it's not going to be easy for Russian fans to, to go to Australia, but hopefully there will be uh, some guys either living there or coming to watch us and I uh, think it's going to be really fun and uh, looking forward to it.
2: Medvedev part of what will likely be a strong Russian team with fellow youngsters Andre Rublev and Karen Hachinov also doing well this year. Hachinov with fond memories of growing up playing tennis in Russia.
0: I was uh, watching a lot of matches of uh, my favourite uh, ex-player Marat Safin and uh, then later on when I was uh, still playing under 12 I think, Juan Martin Del Potro and he just uh, uh, came on tour, so I was really following uh, first Marad and Juan Martin on TV, and you know, waking up before uh, to go to school when they were playing in Australia. So, these kind of memories, yeah, I have. Yeah, I remember, I think, at uh, the age of uh, 10, I moved to Spartak club. Uh, I think a lot of Russian ex-tennis players, they were starting to play there and to practice. So. I remember my parents, my mom, my dad, uh, my grandfather was driving me to the courts, uh, especially in summer from, I think I started my day from nine, let's say. And then they were picking, picking me up um, six or seven in the afternoon. And uh, we had uh, two practice sessions. Then, you know, we were uh, this club located in the park. And then we were playing different games uh, between each other. Andrei Rublev was there. We were practicing together. So that's that's how we know each other from young age. So now, Karen, you obviously had those dreams and now you're living it out in the most amazing way. You're playing on the biggest stages in Grand Slams, hopefully in ATP Cup next year. What does it feel like when you walk out onto the big stage and the crowd goes crazy or you win a big point or a big game and everyone's shouting for you? Just can you say what that feels like? I think that feeling is tough to compare with something else. When you go on court and uh, people shouting your name or they are really getting crazy about you, you know, I think that's just... You know, amazing feeling that uh, it's tough to compare with something else, uh, and maybe to get this feeling somewhere else outside the court. What does it mean for you to be Russian, Karen? Yeah, I'm, I'm really proud to be Russian, to play for Russia. You know, we have, uh, we have, and we had a lot of great athletes in the past and nowadays. So, I think we have a really sportive nation. But uh, you know, the, we have uh, really great athletes in different sports. Uh, and um, it's tough to say what is uh, you know what what is a sport number one that uh, people are following. I think tennis is increasing slowly right now. You know there was at one point that uh, people were following maybe more soccer, of course, uh, ice hockey. You know we have uh, Olympic champions uh, in that sport. Uh, so um, I think people are also passionate about uh, winter sports. But I think tennis is is also Um, getting there so you know we have a big country so it's a lot of different interests and uh, i think tennis is among them so i hope just to see more people uh, everywhere around the world uh, while um, russian players are playing
2: it's going to be a great atmosphere at the RAC Arena in Perth. And what about the reaction in Perth itself? As the draw was going on, former Australian doubles player Sam Groff was on hand to lend his support.
4: To get Rafa here and then you add Daniel Medvedev, that rematch of the, well, the US Open finalists both coming here. Uh, I think it's huge, obviously, for Perth to have Rafa. He's never been here before. Um, and if you're asking for a draw card, he still could finish this year world number one. So come January, you might have the world number one here. In terms of the tennis, he's going to give it everything he's got. Um, but you know, he's a professional. He deals well with the public. Um, you know, he's a great guy. Rafa's a great guy. What you see is what you get. He's hardworking. But I think for the for the Perth fans, the tennis fans, they're going to see, as we said, one of the greatest players of all time. Um, but, you know, but in terms of the city, I think he'll get out and he'll do all the things we always see when people come over to Western Australia. Nadal's obviously a draw card in himself, but that Group D with Medvedev and Kuchinov and Fognini and Berrettini, who just made the semis at the US Open, um, I think that's a group to really watch, to be honest. And if you're a tennis fan, obviously you come to see the players you know. Um, if you're a member of the public and you don't necessarily know the huge names, um, that's going to be definitely a group to watch.
1: You're listening to the ATP Tennis Radio Podcast. Available on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and ATPTour.com. For
2: those nations still hoping to join the party in November, the remaining five countries and full teams will be announced after the second qualifying deadline on the 13th of November and randomly added to each of the six groups. Currently, Bulgaria with Grigor Dimitrov is in pole position. With the player looking to use the ATP Cup to elevate the level of tennis back home.
1: I hope now it's uh, it's it's way bigger than it's ever been. Clearly, we had the the Malava sisters for a uh, for a long time, uh, Pironkova before. So we have, I think we have a little bit of heritage in in that in that area. But I really hope that I could have inspired, uh, you know, people, kids to, you know, to to start uh, to start playing tennis and. And just even a, even as a as a role model as an example, because this, this, this to me means also quite quite a little bit for sure. It's I'm a tennis player, but above all, I just want to make sure that also I set the right examples for for the families and, and absolutely their kids that also with hard work anywhere it doesn't matter where you're from, you can you can make anything you want if, if your will is in the right place. So there you
2: have it. It's almost all set. That's about it from the draw in Sydney. The ATP Cup runs from the 3rd to the 12th of January 2020. And to find out more about the tournament, including the schedule and ticket details, go to atpcup.com. But for now, you've been listening to an ATP Tennis Radio podcast special as the ATP Cup 2020 starts to become a reality and the greatest players on earth look to kick off the new year in a completely new and exciting way for the love of country.
4: Everyone enjoys going to Australia.
0: It's one of the best country in the world. The people there is intense, they like the sports. So passionate. Very nice, very easy going. I can't thank the Aussie fans enough.
1: They know I love coming there.
0: They're waiting basically all year long for the summer of tennis. They really deserve a great event like they to pick up.
1: Playing in Australia, it's really sunny, it's hot. It's going to be very hot. I think of a holiday destination to some extent.
0: Beaches, surfing, vegemites, great cities, kangaroos. Yeah, wanna finally meet the koalas.
3: <laughs> no more so. My approach this level. It's tennis, you are the gods. the
1: most ATP Cup. I'm in. ATP Cup. Sensational from the Spaniard. I am. There is the burst of ATP Cup. Just exceptional. I'm in.
3: Oh. That is rich quality. Oh yes.
1: What a speed around the court. Oh, that's unbelievable. ATP Cup. I'm in.
2: ATP Cup, I'm in.
3: Stephanos the great How good is that? Great shot. Staggering
0: brilliance. ATP Cup, I'm in. He's looking sharp,
4: isn't he? Nishikori. Oh, well done from Nishikori all over the course. Oh, he's got
2: it. ATP Cup, I'm in. Oh, that's one at <laughs> <is> his best. <laughs> Forza Fabio.
0: ATP Cup. I'm in.
3: What a tremendous effort from Andy Murray.
4: ATP Cup has fought his way back. I'm in. And it's getting better and better.
1: If you like this podcast, please search the iTunes store for ATP Tennis Radio to leave a review. review.